It is 2 p.m. Saturday, June the 1st, 2019, and I am Leon Davis, and you are listening to Altitude Adjustment. I want to thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. Last week, I tried to do this podcast, and I had some technical difficulties, and I, I abandoned it, but I didn't want to abandon the topic, and so I'm back with it this week. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about something else uh, first, which happened yesterday, and uh, so the show may run a little long because I'd like to do finish the topic while I'm on it, uh, and that's going to come up right now. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Okay, so thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. Um, I really do appreciate that. Yesterday, um, uh, another tragic event that we've seen so many times in our society, uh, actually in the world, but uh, um, it happened again yesterday in Virginia Beach, Florida. Um, There was a a mass killing. There were 12 people dead and six, last I, I heard there was six wounded. Uh, that was in the hospital. Now, traditionally, when we experience those kind of encounters, um, you know, um, people who send out best wishes to um, the families that are involved, that are left behind, uh, the people who were wounded, and the first responders and, and everyone else involved in the community. And I'm not going to do that today. Um, not because I don't think it's the right thing to do, but because um, I do believe that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Um, wishing well and um, you know showing concern, most logical and reasonable people are going to have concerns. They're going to show that they're um, support for uh, the people in those communities. So you, you'd have to be pretty heartless to not do that. And so some of the videos that I've seen, some of the, and you and it, you pretty much know the script of what people are going to say after they, as they describe the event, as they talk about the, the uh, proceedings and what happened and the shooting and the killing and words like senseless, senseless violence, senseless killing, our darkest hour, uh, the, the um, perpetrator was uh, deranged and sick and evil. And um, so those words, I, I don't think, have the same meaning that uh, as we continue to use them, as they become hackneyed, as, as we over and over and we do the same thing and we say the same thing and our expectations are the same um, or, or our behavior is the same, nothing is getting done. Nothing is changing. Nothing is making the situation any better. Now, all righty. So, so we talk about this individual and I I haven't watched a lot of videos on it but I've watched a couple and of course those same words come out and how how many darkest hours can we have um it it 
I, I would imagine each one seems worse than the one before, but eventually uh, we, we've, we've experienced this. We've been here before and, and we know how the playbook goes or how it's going to be handled and what's going to happen next and who's going to say what. And um, so they like to uh, frame the perpetrator of these things as deranged and sick uh, as I said before, and the gunman had to um, had a pass to enter the secure area where the offices and the conference rooms were. Um, he had a secure pass, had to use a secure pass to get into uh, the area where he began his attacks, and. Um, it was reported that he was heavily armed. Um, he died in an exchange with, of gunfire with the uh, with four police officers uh, who had rushed into the building to uh, quell the situation. And the shooter was armed with a forty-five caliber handgun, uh, multiple extended magazines. Multiple. I'm going to repeat that. Multiple extended magazines that he used and discarded during his onslaught. So he goes in, he, he loads up on ammunition. He's got these extended clips. Um, when the clip empties, he takes it and throws it away, just discards it, leaves it on the floor. So to me that says that person under, had no intention of trying to conceal their behavior. They, they weren't concerned about getting caught. They weren't concerned um, about walking away from that or getting, or getting away with it. This was an attempt to uh, do what they wanted to do and live with the consequences um, when it was over. So that to me says this was calculated. This was not a sick person. Um, I, I don't. People want to say that anyone that, that could possibly do something like this could get angry and shoot people is somehow sick and demented. And I say angry people do that all the time and not necessarily are sick and demented. Um, sick and demented has a different connotation to it as this person is not in complete control of the facilities and or doing things that they may not had they been in the right frame of mind not done and so, so i don't think that those words um pertain to especially this particular situation now in the looking up um, some of the information i was trying to find out um how many mass shootings had occurred in the United States in, in recent history and what is the, you know, how, how often it occurs. Um, and I ran across this uh, news article from 2018 and actually it was a, an opinion piece uh, on the, in the New York Times and the headline read, read, America doesn't actually lead the world in mass shootings. Now, I'm gonna say that again. America doesn't actually lead the world in mass shootings. 
as if not leading the world in mass shootings is somehow good or somehow should be cherished or relished. Um, Alrighty. <laughs> Somehow it's cherished or relished. And I'm having the same problem that I had last week, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna press on through. Um so if you're getting choppy video or you um so I apologize. Uh, I have to I'm using um restream IO and it allows it's supposed to allow me to stream to multiple um accounts where I stream to my YouTube channel and I stream to stream to my Facebook channel. And the first couple of times I used it, I had absolutely no problem, um, but I am having problems now. So uh, I do apologize, um, but I am going to press on because I do want to go ahead and get through this because I think it's important to me. So anyway, uh, so the article, uh, it was an opinion piece, as I mentioned, um, went on to try to debunk any attempt at uh, tying guns to mass shootings. So basically, they, they, um, there was uh, an article or a, a, a study that was <clears throat> um, printed that had a relationship between the, the amount of guns and the increase in mass shootings. <clears throat> now, keep in mind that a mass shooting is um, four or more. Um, we have an epidemic of gun violence in this country, whether it reaches four or not. Um, there is the increase in the amount of, of gun availability has correlated with an increase in gun deaths, whether at a, a person's own hands or by another person's hands. And so the, the the pen the writer of this article um, claimed that um, when the when the data is revised, so they they were pointing to some of the things that they think were were misused or not taken into account when this study was created, and they they were saying that the data that was used was was fallible, and that when you make adjustments for this um, factor and that factor, that the relationship between gun ownership rates and mass public shooters disappears. Now, as I just mentioned, the fact that um, mass shootings, and, and I'm not, let's, let's just take him at his word. Let's, let's take him um, at the fact that maybe but there is not that relationship that mass shootings didn't go up um, because of the availability of guns. But shooting did. And we, as I've already mentioned, mass shootings don't qualify until four or more people. So if three people get shot, if there's one person shoots at another person, they strike each other. And one of them strikes a, an innocent bystander as a straight bullet. Um, that's not considered a mass shooting. There's three people there that, you know, may have uh, been died or, or had a problem. And so, so that 
doesn't qualify as a mass shooting, but it, it is increased gun violence. And they, he goes on to ask, um, how does, uh, how could it be that, uh, that there is not this, or that, that mass shootings go up and there's no relationship because he's he, in his, in the belief in his statistics that or in his presentation of the facts is that um, mass shootings aren't affected by um, increase by, by the increase in amount of guns. And so he's saying, well, why then is mass shootings on the rise? <clears throat> why is mass shootings uh, becoming so prominent? And he's um, goes on to talk about um, that guns, that availability of guns don't um, enable mass shooters. Uh, and, he, and he says that gun owners can also help deter and prevent mass shootings. Um, but he blames it on the culture. Um, he says that not gun ownership is the problem. The biggest problem is the culture, our culture around using violence to resolve problems. And having not been able, not be able to talk to him, I would like to, to ask the question, um, how, how many, how many um, mass shootings or how many gun deaths can occur when there's no guns or when there's a limited amount of guns. So, so the probability of gun death decreases with the amount of, with the lower end of decreasing of guns and their availability. And so, um, So I had some some difficulty with that with his presentation, of course, and how he looked at the facts. Um, there is a a way to look at facts that um, that we have to look at the numbers to understand the problem. But we always remember that behind all of those numbers, behind all of that data, behind all of that, is people. Um, the people that were killed. The people that were wounded, um, a lot of times we like to say that could have been, um, that could have been me, or that could have been somebody in my family, and and what I'd like to say is not, and remove that it could have been, and say that is my brother, that is my sister, that is my uncle, those are those are my families, people that are getting killed, that are getting shot, and look at it from a more uh, community aspect rather than just um, saying those folks over there experienced something and it's horrible and I feel horrible for them. That That is our community. That That is us and our families. And so the, the one person that was elected to um, protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to, to make sure that we can safely pursue our 
dreams and objectives, um, sent this tweet. Spoke to Virginia Governor Ralph Natham last night and the mayor and vice mayor of Virginia Beach this morning to offer condolences to that great community. The federal government is there and will be for whatever they may need. God bless the families and all. So one of the things that I thought was missing from that, um, while he offered condolences, there does not seem to be a recognition that this was a tragedy, that that this was what we don't want in our society, that this was um, a horrific event. While I constantly, um, while I constantly, or I'm, I'm sorry, not constantly, but I, while I say, you know, the words become uh, meaningless if we use them over and over and we use the same words, um, we still need to identify that this is a problem. We still need to, to, to make it very clear that this is not something that we want to tolerate, that this is a tragedy, that it's, it's something that should be addressed because if you, if you don't recognize that it's a problem, if you don't admit that it's a tragedy, you will never do anything to change it. The very first step to solving a problem is admitting that there is a problem and it has to be mentioned. It has to be, you know, you have to show that, that you see that as a problem and that you want to do something about it. You know, always saying, or just saying, um, you know, I send my condolences and, um, I care about you, but doing absolutely nothing and not recognizing that it's something that should not be occurring, it's not gonna, it's not gonna resolve the situation. So I'm gonna move on from there. Um, actually, today I was gonna cover uh, objectivity in the press, and I, I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow that off today. I'm going to thank you very much for spending some time with me today. Um, hopefully, um, we can start to make some progress. Um, since the last shooting, I don't know, and I, I do the, my best to try to follow legislation and try to follow um, national politics um, and local politics as best I can. Um, it's being made much more difficult by, you know, some of the um, attempts to, ex I, I don't want to use, I don't want to call it a term extort, but you, you can't go to a site and not be so harassed by uh, advertising. So, so, and I, I'll give this one example. Um, the local paper, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, as I have a, an ad blocker, in an attempt to do research, a lot of times I just need to get to the information. I don't have a lot of time. So for me, getting into the, you know, being able to go into the page, uh, pull out some pertinent facts, um, you know, because when I open one thing 
it'll lead me to someplace else. And then I have to go to another site or another couple of sites to get information um, to um, build the, the discussion that I want to put together. And so um, if I go to a site and there's, you know, all, all of these ads around the borders and huge ad at the top of the page and the ad, they have ads in between paragraphs and those ads constantly change in between the paragraphs, causing the paragraphs to shift and shift back and forth. And then I'm, I'm spending additional time just going back to find my place in the document or I have to print the document. And a lot of times, um, you know, they don't make it easy to print stuff. Um, but the, the local paper made it so that, you know, if you have an ad blocker on, you, um, you can't view any articles. Um, one of the things that the, the uh, cookies do is it allows a lot of tracking and you get these ads supposedly, you know, targeted towards me because I looked at shoes um, that I keep getting, you know, shoe ads and, and that becomes irritating. And so if you open, if I open a, um, an incognito browser or, you know, a, um, try to surf uh, incognito, um, at least I can see the ads, but get to um, the content with all of the ads in place. Well, the paper made it so that if you go incognito, then you still can't see the paper. So part of my using my ad blocker is to say, this is untenable. This is not how we should be treating each other. And if I allow you to make me give up my ad blocker, then basically what I'm, that will be allowing you to then dictate that you absolutely have to interrupt me um, for the, I, did, I, I came to your site for the information and not for the advertising, but you make the advertising it, that it, so that it drowns out the information and that I actually have to dig in the page to get around the advertising to get the information. So, but I do the best that I can to try to get um, um, information locally um, and information in, uh, um, nationally. I haven't seen any real progress on gun violence. I haven't heard of any legislation pending about gun violence. And I feel we have become complacent on gun violence. And I think that that's a bad thing. And I, and I don't want to continue down that path. So, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. I want to thank you very much for uh, joining me this afternoon. And I will be back next week. And um, I'm going to go back to just streaming to I'm going to get rid of Restream IO. Um, it, it is the free account. Uh, I don't have a lot of uh, resources to, um, you know, finance uh, some of the higher quality services. So I depend on some of the free services. And unfortunately, um, free is what you get, um, and you get, and you get what happens when you get free. So, um, that's going to wrap things up for me. <clears throat>
This podcast is streamed live each week right here on, on YouTube. And I was trying with Facebook, but that's no longer going to be able of the ability. Um, you are encouraged to participate by asking questions and giving your thoughts. To participate, please contact Altitude Adjustment by connecting via Skype at thelionsden.stl at gmail.com or on Google at thelionsden at stl at gmail.com. Please feel free to connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube. And be sure to look for this and other episodes where you are listen to the podcast. Audio version and the video version. Your likes and shares are internet gold. So please like and share this podcast where you find it. And remember to be cool, be calm, and above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.